It's Friday. And you're listening to Sorry Married and Entrepreneur, a podcast about what it takes to be in a relationship with that eternal optimist who spread thinner than melted butter on hot toast. Yes, they're crazy. And we wouldn't have it any other way. Life's an adventure and they're the magic ingredient. So how do you embrace your spouse and enjoy the ride? We share what it's taken to keep our relationship just as much a priority as our business ventures. The strategies we crafted and curated to manage the stress. The inevitable conflict, differences of opinions. And facing our fears together. Grab a beer. We sure will and enjoy the show. Okay, we made it. Buenos días, Maya. Eh, buenas tardes, Abby. O más buenas noches. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. Like, how long? A long time. <laughs> at, at least six or seven months. Really? We did like five episodes. Uh, and almost, I couldn't... Almost back to back. And then, uh, and then I took a back burner. Because life, right? Busy life. Yeah. Doing all sorts of things. Like finding axolotls. Axolotls? That was thing. That, that was just today, though. <laughs> that doesn't well, count. Well, I'm just saying that that's one of the things that life throws at you. It's like, oh. now you have to find axolotls. Yeah. And a lot has happened inside of the last six months for both you and I and our businesses. Our focused areas of specialization. Yeah. You took on a brand new type of project not too long ago. Yes, a project that I've wanted to do for a while. And I think it started when I did this first mural down here in the basement, the studio. And and just having that in my head slowly started showing up as like, okay, now you can you get to paint a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, and this last bigger was like twenty feet by eight feet bigger. Mm-hmm. Your first seat can first time ever applying paint at that size spray paint spray paint was a last minute <laughs> inclusion to that right because you were just going to do a regular paint yeah and so what happened that had you change that well i reached out to the people that i know around the city that have done murals and i asked for recommendations and tips and what are what are their best um what what has worked best for them and there was few that said some of them it's just divided some people said you know what the spray paint is too expensive don't do it some people it's like it's way faster so for me it's all about okay I'll try the I haven't tried that. I'll just try it and see how it goes. And then I get to decide what what I do. It's always I'll try it with you, isn't it? Always. Let me try it. 
Don't tell me if I can or I shouldn't. I should. Do you think that's your superpower? Yep. I think it's your superpower too. I think it's... And it's something that I tell people a lot because when somebody asks me, well, how do you do get to do what you're doing? It's because I tried and I kept trying. And I love it. Yeah, I got to get my uh, artist hands involved in your project as well. How was? How was it for you? Because it's been a while since you've been doing anything creative, like and it, with my hands. Creative. Yeah drawing artistic expression creative more painting you know me i like to get my hands dirty sometimes <laughs> yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed it because there was a uh, a reminiscing of days once before like just digging in and creating and trying to figure out how do i use this medium to to share, to express this story, this visual objective. And, and it was our first time using spray paint. Yeah. And we had no idea what we were doing. And <laughs> we had to cover the second. It was all full different colors. So we have to clean it, prime it, prime it with a color that we well, we thought it was going to be a good idea. What happened with the primer? Oh, no, that was a mess too. Like, I didn't know we had to take it, take it to, to, to the store and move it around so everything will combine and work properly. So. Well, it had to go through their mixer, right? Yeah. Their shaker. Their shaker, and we, we didn't do that, so we had to figure out how to mix it and it was interesting and then we finally got to it <laughs> to mix it but then those are the little things we you get to learn like okay and more when they're exterior murals you get so many different um things that happen that you unless you've been doing it for a while you start thinking about those it was a process to get through to figure it out to use the technology we got a little projector we were optimistic with it it'll work so good indoors without question and it fucking sucked outdoors <laughs> what a pain it in the did. ass that was we were that night trying it on because it had to be dark right yeah here's the other thing that we learned about what to do and what not to do like the primer versus the dark spray paint we should have kept the primer on and we should have done the outline on the primer before we did any sort of layer of spray paint because that dark spray paint absorbed all of the light from the projection and we couldn't see the design 
for yeah, you. Yeah, and that's that's why not for now on, like usually in what I've seen is when they when people put color in the walls or whatever you're painting, it's a light color. Right. So you can if you're projecting or like you're doing your design, it's like you can see in those different colors make sense and they pop so you can draw on it. The, whatever you use, whether it's the grid or things like that, because you have to get and go back and see if things are looking the way you want to look. We learned a lot and I enjoyed the process. And it, there was this, this convergence that was happening inside of our respective areas of play and exploration and being creative. And when I think about when we started way, way, way back when we first started, the days of Incocho Studios, <laughs> where the essence of our intention to come together was to, to really create, to explore and to create and to, to do cool stuff visually, right? And this is an homage back to that to just creating something that looks really great visually, but also honors all of the work that we've gotten to this point, helped us answer the question, so what? It looks great, so what? What does it represent? What does it mean? What is the, 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 the reason for its existence in the world other than just looking cool? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it just looking cool. And it's more impactful when there is something supporting it. I I got a lot of that project because it it took me being my first one going out you and me like trying to figure out and I thank you you helped me lots because some some things where I was like wow what do I do now how do I spray things and I'm sure I could have done it by myself and, and that, question. yeah, but is, is that adventure with somebody and, and having the conversations, there was some moments that I hated you. Like, I was like, really? Like you come here and like, I'm why your way? Like I'm telling you what, and then you're like, no, it, it, because I think this would work better. And I was like, well, yeah, that's your idea. But no, I've been doing some of this longer and, and I had to let that go sometimes to not. And because I knew that it, it wasn't just because, oh, because I said so. It's just, I, it's something it will work better for, for this project. Uh, it, it's still a little bit cold outside. Um, we wore some of our that jackets. one morning <laughs> that mo one morning was brutal it was yeah we went there super early right we were four four thirty we were we were there at four thirty which meant we woke up i woke up at three thirty yeah and you shortly after that putting to putting on what we thought would have been enough in terms of warmth because this was I was warm you were not spring coming you were just as cold 
Yeah, we we were both. Cold I had I had leggings, I had pants, and you got. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, damn. Yeah, no, I did not have any of that. And we ended up having to go back to the house because I was just too damn cold. Yeah. And yeah, those those things you learn, right? You only learn when you're in it. So. There was a, a really great lesson there that uh, there is there's something that we get to explore again together in a co-creation. And we've been naturally doing it for the entire time we've been married and in business with each other. Sometimes really intentional, other times not as intentional, but very organic. And, it, and it's always there, right? It's the underpinning heartbeat of uh, what's at the essence of of us coming together in business and things started to shift in kind as a result like a, a more intentionally as a result from for me in particular in the the vein of creating not just in the world of strategy and execution and ROI and goals and, and all of those constructs, which are are the, the mainstay constructs in business, right? We're, we're always looking to achieve some sort of objective in business. And not to diminish that, it's super important. It's what has us continue to move forward. And we are, the part of this conversation is part of that planning. We're in a new quarter, right? And, and it is a planning exercise, but in the, in the essence of what it is that we are creating, not necessarily what what we're hoping for an output to be. And it, it will accommodate for that as well. There is this shift that happened for myself and you were already on on your way down that road of, of just creating and and having this underpinning intention for wellness living there inside of what you're creating. Very, very natural. Right? Not, not you and I, what's so different about you and I is you will just do it and you will just go with the flow and I will be there wondering why we're going with the flow. Right? <laughs> we're going with the flow, but why? Why are we going with the flow? And you're like, just go with the flow. Why, does, why do you always have to answer that question in answering that question with a why? But that is just the natural tendency for me is to ask that question to wonder, well, how come it's going this way? And, and what happened that had us go this way? And what is it gonna do now for us moving forward? And then bringing that conversation up and seeing, yeah, you were using creativity inside of your practice for wellness, and you've been doing that for the last two years. And, and also helping others by measure of the experience of coming together and workshops and all these just natural organic things people said hey i love what you do and i want to learn how to do that and you're like okay and then you build a workshop which it's so funny how we can get caught up in which you are right now caught up in getting it right in order to to make something available to an audience, right? Your your current workshops, now the, the elevated versions of said workshops. And, and what it was, was just in the moment, a natural coming together and and those that saw it and, and wanted it just became part of it. And 
and you created a space inside of the beginning parts of COVID for people to, to get grounded in the moment and, and let go of all of those things that was grabbing them and, and holding them for all of those reasons. And were, whereas actually they, they felt good about them and their lives, regardless of what was going on, the chaos around them. Yeah. And, and so you've been doing this for a while. And for me, I was and I wasn't at the same time. Like there was this fun little, I had my feet in two ponds in the pond of brand and marketing and, and strategic ROI. And then the other pond, it was about process of ideating and exploration and possibility for moving forward into the future not knowing and so in not knowing we get to just create anything is possible in that space and i loved playing in both of those spots but i found myself trapped in this world of brand and marketing communications and wondering why i couldn't get enough traction in in the other area of really thinking ahead not getting so caught up in the short-term objectives again super important but not getting caught up in it much like you you're like yeah we're just gonna do a workshop and i'm like yeah but what about what about this and then you gotta know what about that and like no no we're just gonna do it and there's a power there right the freedom to create yeah i noticed that we have i have to do things in a certain way and the, the story you mean yeah the story it's, it's yeah this is the way you should do it mm -hmm. and there's so many things that affect that make that thing go in different ways you have you have the control and you can be flexible and you can choose to do it in an easier way or in a difficult way it's sometimes we think that when it's this structured way and like you need to plan ahead so many things you get caught up in so much planning that when you get there it's just like I have no interest in doing it anymore. Well, and the, the fact that it rarely actually goes the way you anticipated it going. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool the compliment we are for each other because I am not the planner you are. And you are not the just go with the flow, but I am. And so when we come and work together, um, we learn from each other and we adapt and use some of the other, like I use some of your planning, now I'm more organized. And I think if I wouldn't take on what we've been learning and you have ditched me, we would be so lost in creating a business. Some people even ask me like, how do you keep up with the business like you are very seasonal i've been doing this for two years it is very in me, my intuition whatever i feel i'll do and see if that works or not and for the next season i might change things and i feel that i've been doing that like the first, my very first season was a lot of uh, pet portraits commissions markets and things like that Last year, we couldn't do markets. Um, 
but I got a bunch of commissions. Um, I did a bunch of different um, ads and and do uh, ornaments for Christmas. You know, it's you adapt and and change things depending on what makes you happy and things that you want to explore, learn. You talk about your intuition guiding you and I think you forget that what has gotten you to this point while it is a it has a strong leaning towards intuition and I think you're mostly right in that I also think that you forget that you have like almost 20 years worth of design art communications experience that has a measure of creativity intermixed with system and structure that is supporting your ability to just allow yourself give yourself the freedom to to just explore because it's coming from an context of understanding a, a great many things that that many uh just beginning don't have any context for yeah yeah totally and it just for me, it's natural. Like I just do it. It's part of your intuitive well, guide. Why? Well, I learned that for like twenty years ago. So I'm just gonna do it that way. I'll bring some of that experience. It's just part of what I do. Yeah. So the the conversation that I want to have with you is about what's next. This is the conversation that I'm now really committed to having with everybody that I am working with is a conversation about what's next about what's possible about if anything would go what would happen knowing and and understanding and appreciating what our core competencies are what your car, core competencies are and uh and adding to that right in addition to we are both we are both naturally exploring what's possible what else could we add you're going bigger you just submitted another proposal for a 17 meter high wall no it's, it's how big is it again it's 400 feet right yeah and and so there is just a a propensity for growth we we're always doing that kind of work but organically not necessarily intentionally right this is this is part of our crux right we we will just go with the flow and we will we will adapt and we will improve and we will include and we will remove by measure of how the circumstances dictate we feel it should go it's our greatest strength and it's our greatest weakness, right? In a lot of ways, uh, and it's 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 just fascinating when you spend the time to look at your life as it's happened, right? All this time up until this point, to see the the choices that you made and what had it ha have you land where you are right now, and and this is all part of the creative process. Your future was to 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 explore a new place to try something different uh, and and that was the intention it's like i don't want to be here anymore i want to do something different and then what came out of that was 
that and more because you kept on inquiring you kept on asking about that you were kept you kept on embracing that curious tendency to have what's next unfold and you just kept going that way now at the time it was very automatic it was very organic it just happened you went with the flow with it and and i suspect there was uh, the in intuitive feeling of it likely was a big guide for you right like yeah this feels good and so but you couldn't articulate it that way you just went with it and so it was very automatic in that way and what it's come to now for us in our business we've been at this for 13 years and a seventh iteration in our business this next one in around embracing our strength as humans to create and to be creative and out of out of doing that we we are visionary by default if we are willing to guide and direct it with a bit more intention and not be caught up in the objectives in the short term right we are constantly caught up in the objectives of the short term wondering what to do next what do we do now what do we do now because we're, we're that's not why we're here we're not here to to make more widgets to sell to other people who maybe need a widget how many widgets do you need at the end of the day you don't need them all right and we're getting to this point where it's like now nah, yeah i don't need more stuff so if it's not stuff well what is it and that's now where that that fundamental existential question lives that has you tap into your untapped reserve of creativity of like pure curiosity and exploration of the future it lives inside of what we haven't even thought of yet our futures our potential futures and i keep going back to where brandis truth came together right this motley crew of people thinking that we were coming together to help do branding differently more holistically more completely and we did achieve that but the box that we were playing in was too small for all of us it wasn't enough for all of us we trapped ourselves in our own paradigm of uh, expertise as brand builders and everybody's understanding of brand society's understanding of brand the box that all of that lives inside of could not hold the vast possibility that we would create it needed to then be simplified and and minimized in order to fit inside of the short-term objective of the brand marketing communication strategy of the business that needed to achieve x and so it is no wonder that we all ended up seeking other things but we didn't know why not truly for myself it was because i didn't want to create something to just help someone sell more stuff that part was clear for me but i could i didn't know if it's not this then what is it i couldn't answer that question it was part of the next chapter of my journey that i had to figure out and having those checks and balances come in go well is it this and me go yeah no that's that's definitely not it is it this over here no that's not it either is it um, human resources and culture focused it's like well maybe i mean it is about people 
but that's still a paradigm in its own right, right? It's it's its own box that has its own parameters and boundaries that uh, that that those that operate inside of are familiar with, and nothing wrong with that. But it the 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 work of exploring what's possible has no box. There's no box for this work uh, that came to me when a question was positioned to ask, what is it in service of for you as its uh, owners? And when I was presented with that question and I answered it much like you answered it, it's like, yeah, to, to be creative. Like I, I just want my business to enable me to be creative. It opened up this whole world that was already there. It was just, I wasn't looking for it because I had my brand blinders on. Right? Oh, I gotta help people build their personal brands and I'm gonna coach around brand and I'm gonna consult around brand. And it's like, no, yeah, brand is important. And actually this work influences your brands and what you become known for, but it's not about brand. It's bigger than that. We are creators. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, like, that, that's innate. That's, that's what makes us humans. Since we are babies, we, we somebody puts Lego in front of us and we start putting it together. Mm -hmm. um, somebody puts colors in front of you, you start putting color in the walls. Um, it is just part of what who we are. And some people think that it's not that, oh, well, I am not created. And, and that's a big thing that happens when we're little, right? If our intention, our purpose is to help us and others to create and be creative, to be visionary, to think about what's possible and, and, and on our own wellness as a result, who do we need to be in relation to that purpose? Who do you need to be in the world? To have that happen mm, I need to be believe that I can do and be that creative person that I want to be and I have to be I stand for what I want that to is, share I love I love that that distinction, and this is a an ontological distinction. It's the philosophy of of being, if you don't know about it. And to be a stand for something, or to be cause in the matter, is that you believe that the, it is something so worth investing your time and energy into that you will do something about it because. Because it, it is uh, synonymous with who you are in the world. And, and so obligation, um, the, the, the feeling of needing to do it as opposed to wanting to do it, the, those, po those polar areas really start to separate themselves away. This is not a needing to do phenomenon. Uh, what I... It's been a while now since I felt it, but for me, my procrastination is 
looking for creative ways for me to explore what else. Where, like, this weekend I was uh, drawing something while watching a workshop on graffiti, um, while printing some stuff for my work, the commissions that I have to do, but all that makes me happy. All that makes me feel like, whereas, like, if I have to build a website, depending on the type of client that I have in that world, it's like a website. <laughs> but here is like, I painted something, didn't like it, cover it over again and try it again. And before I will be very attached to that. Now it's like, keep going next. And you're late because why you're been trying to paint other things and explore uh, how to draw this thing and that thing. And all that shows in what I'm sharing with people. All my social media stuff. Yeah, it's social media. Sometimes you can tell when I'm not being truthful to what I'm sharing. But when I when I come to, this is something that is in my world right now and I share it with people, people get it and people get connected and then people feel that they want to do it in their own way that they can do it. So, yeah. These children, it's... Some oil or something? Yeah. So inside of that being, which, what, what is it again? Being a stand of, for creativity and wellness practice. So you're a stand for creativity as a wellness practice. What new practices are you going to implement in order to be effective in that stand? Something that I feel that I haven't implemented, that I keep failing at implementing, is the physical activity. Mm. And if I keep not doing that, I'm soon not going to be able to be creative and using creativity as a wellness practice because I'm going to be not able to move or use my arm. <laughs> right. Because I've been lazy in that other side of life. <laughs> so I what I'm what I want now is and what I see is using that physical activity also as my wellness practice so I can keep being creative. Yeah, we, uh, we go into our extreme focuses, right? Insert anything into that equation. Maybe, maybe you've got your physical fitness down pat and at what cost? What other areas have uh, been compromised as a result? So yeah, that's really great. Is there any other new practices that you would then implement on top of that? Um, it is it, it is all around that um, eating better, 
so it still counts so it can aff- affect also my physical mm. and not just me but my whole family because the moment i i make those changes it affects everybody around me so and when you talk about when i mention what being a stand for is it's like distinct from need and want yeah right Right now it feels like i need to do yes that yeah but i need to be a stand for it like it it just needs to be that it doesn't well doesn't need to be but right you get to be a stand for yeah it's just natural it's just my sister like why do you have to go to bed so late because i am creating yes but she is very athletic, fit into that world, right? She's like, well, you could wake up early and do your workout and then keep doing what with your life, whatever you're doing. I'm like, yeah. I could also work out in the afternoon or evening. And it's just not happening because I haven't made the choice to just make it part of my daily routine. When I do that and it doesn't feel like, ah, it's so much work. And it just feels like, oh, I feel amazing. That's when things start changing. So that's a, a milestone that both you and I get to, to take on, get to take on, not need to take on. We get to because we see what's possible and we don't know what that future, that potential future looks like, but we could speculate what that looks like, right? And what that would deliver for us. Um, what about inside of the business? We're, we're pretty clear what we need to have happen from a revenue standpoint to really have it work well for our family, right? For our family to have what what it needs and more in order to be creative, to create and be creative in this world. Because everything needs a little bit of fuel, right? A little ignition to be able to light the spark. Yeah. From a business standpoint, what do you think are those new practices that we need to implement, we get to implement in our business? Hmm. In the business. Let's say from your side of the business. Or. I Yeah, I've been thinking about doing the outreach, which I have always had a little trouble Mm-hmm. And it's because I don't feel that confident. I I hate to be salesy, and it's like, hey, I have this thing. Buy it from me. It's amazing. It's, and I I just don't like that. And lately, I've I've been very comfortable at people reaching out and me explaining something because I'm the expert. And and now 
I want to explore it in that way as like me reaching out. I am the expert and this is something that can be um, amazing for what you're doing. Um, if you're in, let's talk. If you're not, let's move on. And as like simple like that. And I feel that what I'm creating now, it's also for bringing the community. So I'm trying to do art that is inclusive. Yeah, that re reaching out to people because right, right now I feel cool because people are reaching out to me and that's, that's awesome. I don't have to be, hey guys, please. I've been doing that, but I feel that if I, if I want to grow the business and make bring it to where we want, I need to start reaching out and I need to um, be a little bit of, out of that comfort zone that sometimes feels good. So what does engaging powerfully with others look like in that context? I feel that I have to have something where it's very clear what am I offering and so you can say yes or no and like this. Somebody comes to me and asks me how much for this wall. I was like, okay, yeah, we need all these things and or why would I need a mural now? So you and I, we operate very similarly in the context of human beings doing business together. We don't come in with the sales pitch. We don't come in with the value proposition right out of the gate. And then uh, with, with the call to action at the end to have them make a choice or not. At the core of, of how we are as humans in the world, in business, it does not align. And there's a balance between building relationships, having relationships be the primary driver, the building of relationships be the tri primary driver, and our communication landing clearly where they see the opportunity to do business together. Do you, does that make sense? Say it just one more time, the community. We are relationship driven. Yeah. And so we come with the intention to build relationship. But then what's missing is our ability to communicate clearly when the opportunity presents itself, knowing what the opportunity actually looks like, creating the potential opportunity if it has not yet been created yet. That does not, the potential output of that could be a sale. And that's what happened while I was painting that mural. Somebody came and said, can you do this wall right beside the wall that you're doing, well, the second that you're doing? And I said, sure, how much? I don't know, somebody paid both community paid this much for this mural and I didn't get his card number anything to be able to reach out and to say, build a relationship and do the yeah exactly 
So in, inside of who you need to be, who you get to be, there is no need here, right? But who you get to be is someone who is intentional in your relationship building and understands how to communicate clearly so that they, whoever you speak to, can make a powerful decision. Yes or no. So that's the opportunity for us to, to think about, for you to spend some time on and go in your own silo, in your own arena, and flesh out in a rough draft what you think your potential milestones are going to be. And I will do the same. And then we come together and we finalize them to, to have them supported in a co-creation of some sort, whatever that looks like, because we are focused in very different areas. And I also think that there, there is an opportunity to, to kind of bridge the divide a little bit. So for those listening, yeah, we're half a year in to 2021, which means 2022 is right around the corner and there's work to be done and there's nothing wrong with where you're at. There's simply a conversation to be had about what it is that you want to create. And are you actually doing the things that you said you would do to have that future, one of many, be realized? And are you excited if you are doing the work about that future? Or do you find yourself kind of dragging your ass a little bit on it? Because there's something about it that hasn't quite, you haven't quite figured it out. You haven't quite resolved it. And so you're not doing anything about it. You are procrastinating, delaying it because it's missing that, that thing that lights you up. Well, stop ignoring it and spend the time in contemplation around it, write about it so that you can clearly define it and you can communicate that powerfully with others as a, as a result. And in doing that, you start to begin the process of moving in that direction. And new things are going to emerge as a result. And, and you're going to wish that you had done this sooner. Yeah, what's up? There's no paper. What? The paper's over there. Thank you for listening to the So I Married an Entrepreneur podcast series on the Just Life. Love the episode? Head over to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd sure appreciate it. I dare you to join us in the studio for Friday session. Let us know. Could be a good option for that date night you keep saying you want to plan. We'll be back again next week, celebrating wins and revealing what goes on behind the curtains. Did you relate to something in this episode? We'd love to know in the comments or... If you prefer, you can send us a private message or email us. Have a great rest of your weekend.